0: All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four,
1: three. Oh my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts.
0: Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick very timely conversation we're about to have today. Uh, you are probably aware if you're a long time listener of this show and of this podcast network that we do a lot of business series and we're, we're getting ready to launch a series later in the year around millennials and how to recruit them, how to train them and how to engage them in the workplace after you bring them on and onboard them. So today's conversation is going to also talk about millennials, but as well as Gen X, but we're going to talk about a little different spin on that. And that's about developing their leadership skills and and quite frankly, why their leadership skills are lacking so and, and, and what's happening in our business culture and our business environment that's causing that to happen should be a, a very poignant conversation. I'm looking forward to doing it. We're joined today by Jeff Wolf. He's the founder of Wolf Management Consultants and the author of The Seven Disciplines of a Leader. Jeff, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Todd. It's a pleasure
0: to be here. The pleasure is mine. I appreciate you carving out some time to join me. I know you are a very busy fellow, so appreciate you uh, stopping by. Jeff, uh, before we get into our important conversation, do take a few minutes and uh, just walk us through a bit about you, your background, and, and talk about some of the work that you're out there doing.
2: Well, I'm out there doing a lot of leadership development programs for co- corporations all over the world. We have an organization that does a lot of consulting, coaching, and training. And when I started the company 15 years ago, I was looking for a, you know, a unique organization I wanted to put together that could really get involved in those three areas as I just mentioned and I went out and built the company and we have about 55 consultants that are working with us all over the world and we're really enjoying doing a lot of work in the last five years the emphasis on almost every organization that we've worked with has been leadership development, executive coaching, succession planning. It is really a hot spot out there in business today.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, and frankly, I think our subject matter on the on the uh, show today is is a, is a very very timely one, obviously, in that that the workforce is dramatically changing or is certainly evolving in a dramatic way. And, and, and these as Gen X and as millennials are, are becoming a, a bigger piece of, of our workforce, I think there's a... a, a I don't know how best to describe it, but a, frankly, a frightened awareness of the fact that they are very much lacking in the development of their leadership skills, and, and that's a big problem. So I, I wonder if you could take a quick second before I go any further and just kind of outline why this is such an important conversation and how, we've, how have we gotten to this point?
2: Well, I, I think we've gotten to this point because of the aging population. The baby boomers are starting to retire. There's a tremendous need out there in the workforce to replace them over the last eight years during the recession businesses were focused on survival and not training and developing people so now they're playing a catch-up game to improve their bench strength there's also a lot of pressure in organizations to do more with less and as you as you and i both know the business climate out there is there's stiffer competition so we really have to train our leaders to become more effective to become inspiring to become motivated and become those highly effective leaders that can take the company to that next level so getting that bench strength working with the millennials working with the gen x to give them the skills that are necessary to really take the companies into the next uh, generation.
0: Well, as has the, the as you indicated the boomers are retiring and are the leadership in, in ah, this is uh, let's just say a wide swath of the leadership in most corporations today are are not Gen X or Millennials. Uh, wh- where have they fallen short? Uh, is is it is it because just they weren't prepared? They weren't thinking about it. They don't understand how to work with these people. Uh, how, have we, how have we gotten to the stage where we're now playing catch up? I mean, that's a that's a, always a bad place to be in business.
2: It is a bad place to be in business, but we really haven't started developing. I mean, By the end of this year, uh, 2015, we're going to have a lot of Gen Ys or Millennials taking and moving into lower-level leadership development programs. Seventy-five percent of the workforce by 2025 is going to be Millennials. So we've got to start training and working with them now. You know, there's a lot of strength that they have. There's a lot of gaps that they have, both the Millennials and the Gen X. And it's up to organizations and leaders to find out how to work with them, how to train them, how to give them those skills necessary to take that next step into the next level of their career.
0: All right. So let's talk about Gen Xers for a second. So uh, when when they hit the workforce, there was actually a lack of jobs for them. Right. And that was kind of the problem when they when they hit the workforce. How did it evolve from there?
2: Well, I, I think there's a couple things you have to look at with, with Gen X. Uh, when they, as you said, when they entered the workforce, companies were really, you know, uh, adopting a competitive philosophy, as they say, and having people do more with less resources. So the mentorship and the training of these generation of Gen X wasn't there. and that was one of the first things to go. And they really forged what we call a non-traditional career and had leadership through self-examination and self-exploration. Nobody really gave them the skills and nobody spent the time working with them. So they often, you know, lack those skills necessary to motivate other people and to really work with other people to coach and mentor. So they need a lot of training at their end.
0: Well, it's funny that you say that because you're making me rethink my position on them because, we, yeah, it, it's, it's very fair to say that Gen Xers and certainly the Millennials have have had a, a non traditional career experience based on the old traditional corporate paradigm. Certainly of, of of the corporate path that the generation of my father led, and right. and, and I used to always think now well, they're just independent spirits and they're in a new era and and with modern technology and the abilities to communicate through social channels and all that, they they just went down their own path because they could and that was just that was their that was their soul that was their spirit. But it sounds like. And there's probably a certain element to that, sure, but it sounds like a lot of what's, what's led to this nontraditional path on the, on the part of Gen Xers and Millennials is of our own doing because we, we didn't sow the, the fields the right way to, to grow them. Is that a fair assessment?
2: Well, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, when you look at Gen Y or the Millennials, you know, they grew up with a computer in their home. They grew up doing instant messaging. They're really good. They've, had, they've been doing emails since the day they were born. Right. They've been messaging and social networking online. And the biggest problem they have you know, in the workforce is we need to work on their face-to-face exchanges because that's a really big leadership skill. And because of their technology, they haven't spent a lot of time face-to-face. So that becomes a real problem out there in the workforce.
0: Well, as you've said, Gen Xers lack the skills needed to motivate others, and that's obviously mission critical when it comes to corporate success. What do we need to do to turn that around?
2: Well, I I think there's a lot of things. It's just, number one, spend the time training them. Look at the high-potential Gen Xers that are out there you know identify them start grooming them start coaching them start mentoring them put them through leadership development programs and spend the necessary time out there as i said in the beginning we first started talking the boomers are transitioning out the next generation you know our gen x that are moving into their positions they have to have the skill sets to be able to deal with the millennials and one of the things that the millennials want the most they want to be coached they want to be mentored they want an organization with a great culture they want an organization that gives back you know the old corporate social responsibility you know what can we do for the communities out there work-life balance is an issue more so to them than anything else. They wanna be praised, they wanna be recognized. These are some of the ways that they grew up. So that's what you have to give them. You have to work with them to be in teams because one of the things of the millennials you'll find is they work very well together in a team, but they don't understand the whole concept of where to take that team and what to do with it. But you know, for idea generation, for computer, for tech savvy, they're great. And uh, they'll be a, a driving force in, in the workplace today.
0: Well, I've, I've come to really understand that through my own education, my own learning and interaction with with Gen, Gen Xers and Gen Yers and millennials. I, I think that's a big misconception. I mentioned earlier this this per- perception of this independent this rogue spirit of forging their own path when, in fact, they very, very much want coaching. They want leadership. They want mentoring. And, and we've fallen short there
2: we have fallen short and again it goes back to what i said before the last eight years we've been in you know survival mode And we haven't spent the time doing it. Now they're understanding this is what they need, so we have to give it to them. And you know what's funny is that we talk about coaching, and I know I'm in hundreds of organizations over the last five or six years working with leaders. It's not about formal coaching all the time. It's not sitting somebody down in your office and talking to them and mentoring them on performance issues and careers. It could be as simple as walking over to the water cooler. Hey, how's it going today, Jeff? What's going on? Uh, how did it go yesterday with that client? Or, hey, you really did a great job the other day. Keep up the good work. It's little things like that, the praise, the recognition, the what I call coaching on the fly, which is necessary for this younger generation. Coach. They really, really love it.
0: Yeah, coaching on the fly. All right, Jeff Wolf will return after this short break. We'll be right back.
1: This episode is brought to you by the new international bestselling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com.
0: All right, I'm back with Jeff Wolf, founder of Wolf Management Consultants and the author of The Seven Disciplines of a Leader. So thinking again and a little deeper about Gen Xers, uh, they all grew up in the 80s when they saw their parents lose long-held jobs. And that's when this long corporate paradigm that we used to operate under began to shift. And 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 what I think resulted from that was this idea that Gen Xers, they didn't have any allegiance long-term to an organization. And, and I think, again, it fed the perception that – and I've long said that the modern career is is really a series of long term projects. It's not a, a one career with one long organization. And, and we've and we've felt certainly I have felt to say uh, this generation that that's just how they operate. That's just what they want. When in fact, again, I think we're wrong there. I think there's a desire to be deep into an organization and be loyal and help grow and build something big and meaningful. Yes.
2: I agree you know they do want to stay with an organization but you know when they look around the organization it doesn't take them long if they see a culture uh, that doesn't fit their needs to leave and we talk about Gen X I mean think about this for a second what were their strengths you mentioned they were growing up in the 80s and 90s Um, their strengths were they were self-reliant and very resilient Why? Because both parents were working in the workforce. Their moms were at work. Divorce rate was high. So they were kind of left alone, kind of what we call the latchkey generation. Mm. So they learned how to be on their own and resilient. So with that, because that's self-introspection, they don't have that skill set yet to coach and mentor that next generation of leaders. But on the the, uh, strength side, you know, they're very tech savvy, they're very adaptable and flexible, and they're very goal oriented so you've got a great workforce out there of your gen x's to really take the baton and run with it but they just need some work the other thing too is that they, you know talk about some of their weaknesses you know they're not good at developing others and i hate to make this blanket statement but these are things that i'm finding in this generation they lack a little bit of executive presence they don't have that and they're you know they're they're not very. They won't change. They will change jobs any time they think they could go someplace else where the grass is greener
0: yeah no absolutely I mean what can uh, what can the modern organization do to begin to turn that around and and, do, and to help these the, this generation develop that executive presence as, which as you and I know is so critical to success in a corporate career, even the modern one how, how do you I mean is it, is, it, is it boiled down to what we've been talking about it's 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 leadership coaching it's, it's, it's mentoring I mean is that all it takes? I mean is there other priorities we need to focus on to help turn that tide
2: well I, th- I think that it begins with that. Uh, What you just mentioned the leadership training the executive coaching these are the areas that will really when you have these high-potential individuals that are ready to step up or you've defined or you've looked at to be high-potential people in your organization the future leaders you start working with them and you start giving them those skills and working with them on a regular basis it might be a year two years three years but as you train them and you groom them and you give them the skills of coaching, of inspiration, of motivation, of praise and recognition, to the, you know, that they need to do to the people that work for them, they will get it, they will practice it, and then they'll apply it. And that's the beauty of coaching. I mean, I spend a great deal of time coaching executives, leaders, you know, managers, supervisors, and one of the things that's great about the coaching process is it's done in real time. You take the skills that are learned, you know, in the classroom, you bring them out and start applying them, and then you have the coach as your third party out there to be able to bounce ideas off of, to correct you, to change, and to work with you on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, I got it. Thinking now a bit more about millennials shifting away from Gen Xers mm-hmm. for a second, uh, they have a they do have a reputation for being wildly unprepared for leadership and leadership roles, and 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 why is that? I mean, there's there's this notion that they don't dress right, they wear jeans and t shirts and and they don't behave right because they're this they have this different kind of attitude i mean is that the right perception of them and can we turn that around? I sus- can we
2: well, you know it's interesting yes that's that's the perception of them, but I find them to be quite entertaining to be quite knowledgeable when they come in the workforce they're full of a lot of energy they're better educated too right yeah yeah, very well educated but the problem like you said is that there's an entitlement there think about how they were raised you know they're raised in what we call the trophy generation And, you know, they were encouraged to participate in activities that gave them trophies for participating, not winning. So they have an unrealistic, really, sense of entitlement and sense of self. And that's the way they were raised. So now they come in the workforce, and they've been told their entire life, hey, you're great, Jeff. You're wonderful, Jeff. Here's your trophy for participating. And now they start working in an organization, and the organization says, we have to win. Mm -hmm. If we don't win, you're fired. Mm -hmm. And they look, what do you mean I'm fired? Yeah, you have to win. Well, I'm not used to winning. So it's changing that mindset once they get into the business world to make them understand that you just don't get a trophy for showing up. You have to do work, you have to be successful, and if you're not, you're gonna lose your job because the company depends on you. So it's it's just a change in mindset that has to happen with that generation. So they have to take that personal responsibility and accept constructive criticism, which oftentimes they don't do.
0: Well, They don't do it well or they don't want to, or at least, again, it's, it's amazing how much of this is perception. Do, do you sense, kind of like Gen Xers, that there's a desire to to be a, a member of the team? I mean, I, and how, I mean, it always seems to come down to mindset, doesn't it? I mean, how do, what's, the, what's the biggest step an organization can do? to, without browbeating them, get that mindset to shift?
2: Well, there's a a couple things. Number one, provide that coaching that I talked about before, and especially coaching on the fly. Giving them that opportunity to step out and empower them And this is a key word that I like to use in organizations. You know, we talk about delegation. When I think of delegation, it's taking paperwork and giving it to somebody. But empowering them, it's giving them decision-making responsibility to show that you have confidence in them, that you believe in them, making them, giving them the opportunity to make a decision, but then holding them accountable. And then, if it's done wrong, using what I call teachable moments. So in other words, you're not browbeating them, you're not calling them on a carpet, you're working with them, asking them questions, what I call a what, where, when, why, how, if questions, to get to the root cause of why they came to the conclusion that they came to. And then teaching them, ah, okay, I understand now. Now, if I would have done it this way, it would have worked out. I'm going to go back out there and try it again.
0: As you said, the top half of the show, millennials do have much more familiarity with modern communication tools such as social media and such and all that. And it's, it's a more comfort level for them, whereas an older generation struggle with the, with those kinds of tools. Is that an advantage for them in terms of their leadership development, in terms of maybe they have more ingrained neural pathways and on how to be better communicators?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, they're technology driven, and they bring that technology skill into the workforce. And any time they have to look up, they don't know something, they immediately grab their phone and look for it and find an answer. Right. So the thirst for knowledge is great. And, you know, it's interesting, Todd. I, I found something else when you bring the Gen Ys in. The baby boomers at the tail end, the baby boomers are not as technologically savvy as we know as the millennials are. So what we've done in a lot of organizations is we've grouped them together and really paired them off. And what we're finding is the Gen Y or the millennials will teach the baby boomers more about technology and get them up to speed. And the baby boomers will share those social skills of how to interact with people, how to become more effective in a team, and just from the social aspect of things. And we're finding that a win-win in the workplace today.
0: And that seems that's interesting, uh, Jeff. I, I imagine it's it's a typical scenario in a workplace where the millennials gather and they and they pair up and team, and, and the boomers go to lunch together, and the Gen Yers do this, and the Gen Xers group. I mean, that's probably a common thing that just happens by default. It sounds like it's a good management practice to say it's important to mix and match these generations. I mean, is is that a very important strategic move?
2: Oh I think it is because everybody brings their own right. you know look at things you know their perspective on things and when you have uh... you know these different generations and the diversity that we have in the workforce today you bring them together to brainstorm and it's amazing the things that could happen i'm seeing organizations having little rooms that are open with couches and chairs in them and people just walk in there you know from each one of the different generations and they start having discussions about what's going on in the workforce how to be innovative how to be creative how to work on change and it's fascinating to watch these generations, you know, the, the Ys, the Xs, and the boomers working together in harmony to come to a, a conclusion, even though we're looking at things from different perspectives and different generations.
0: Well, and I, the final thing before we run out of time here, Jeff, is this idea that millennials, again, I'm not sure how exactly how to phrase it, but they don't seem to understand the protocols of business, right? I mean, when we look back at the old traditional model of a corporation, there was a very clear and distinct organization chart that frankly was easy to understand easy to follow and I worry that Millennials they look at that and that's just that's so foreign to them and that's so where's the problem is it the problem that the Millennials don't refuse to to fit into this strict org chart or is the problem of the the organization not saying look Millennials operate a different way we need to, we need to soften our, our structure to better accommodate that kind of person and personality, where, where, where's the rub?
2: I think that, I think it's a combination of both, but mm. I think it, it you know mostly the workforce, the workplaces have to change. Organizations have to look at things differently and say, you know, we have a different generation with different needs, with different wants, with different desires and different skills. What are we going to do to engage them? What are we going to do to get them motivated, inspired, and to keep them? And unless we do, the, you know, the things that are necessary that, that we talked about, they're going to lose them. Because, you know, there's no shame in uh, a, a Gen Y staying at a company for two, three, four months and then leaving if the culture doesn't fit or the training that they want is not there or the coaching. And we have to adapt as organizations. You know, as I said in the beginning, in 10 years, 75% of the workforce is going to be Gen Y.
0: Well, and shame on us for not actually discussing that, con- the, the, the the notion of retention. I mean, but but frankly, Jeff, maybe you'd probably agree with me. It, I could argue that this entire conversation we just had was about retention of Gen Xers and, and Gen Yers and, and millennials. Because if you don't do these things, if you don't think about these things, they are going to shift to the next organization where the grass is greener, as you said.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And they'll they'll leave in a heartbeat and just walk out the door.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, Jeff, got, you know, as I thought, would was, a, was a, a critically important conversation. I, I'm glad we got a chance to do this. Uh, sadly, we're out of time. Hopefully, uh, uh, we might have to have you back. There's an awful lot more to discuss on these fronts. So uh, for now, though, before I let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have questions, and where can they go to learn about all the work that you're doing?
2: Well, they can go directly to our website, which is wolfliketheanimalmotivation.com. And they can also go to the book website which is seven disciplines of a leader and that's seven spelled out uh, i can be reached at jeff at WolfMotivation.com.
0: jeff wolf founder of wolf management consultants and the author of the seven disciplines of a leader jeff great to have you thanks for stopping by and joining us
2: thanks so much i really appreciate it absolutely
0: all right well that wraps this episode again on behalf of my guest jeff wolf i am todd schnick we'll see you soon on intrepid business